It's lovely to just record a little message going, hey, man, I'm thinking about you. I wish we could have a coffee. Yeah, what a nice thing to receive as well. They decided to do a, a sexy date via Zoom and she got in a bath and strewed it with rose petals. She turned up wearing nothing but a bow tie and played the flute for her the whole time she was in the bath. I'd be worried about dropping my phone in the bathtub. It's about creating a mood. And your, your atmosphere is a delicate thing, so any sounds can really sort of snap you out of the sexy vibe that you've got going on. Come on. And for some of us, it is just past four weeks of being home, and a lot of us are looking at ways to maximise our virtual connections to other people, our family, our friends, but also people we might like to get a little bit romantic with. Whatever happened to flirting and hooking up and that sort of thing. It is still possible on in the video chat online world that we now find ourselves in, but it can be a little bit awkward and laggy and that can sort of take the sexiness out of things. So today for Let's Talk About Sex, I'm joined by resident pleasure activist and sexologist Tanya Coons, who's going to help us with a few things. Thanks for joining us, Tanya. Morning, Brady. Now, let's talk about some strategies to maintain the flow of a Zoom conversation as I said, it can be a little bit hard to shift the way we think about, uh, you know, flirty conversations with people. I go, you go. If there's a little bit of delay or lag, what are some things we can do to keep that sexy flow going in a, in a Zoom flirt? Ah, so it's interesting. This one always comes back to, to one of my favourite things to say, which is slow everything down. I find that in animated conversations, when we're in person, we can tend to talk over the top of each other. And and especially when you're flirting or when you're with somebody new, there's a lot of the time you want to tell people things, but you may not be listening that intently. So I think if you take a policy of listening generously, I love those two words together, um, and slowing it down, then there's less chance of you talking over the top of each other. Because once that happens with Zoom, somebody is not um, broadcasting. Only one person can speak at a time, which is a little annoying, especially if there's a group of you all clamoring, but slowing things down isn't too bad. And if you feel like you need to slow it even further, use the chat window and type because people have to think a little bit more about what they're typing. Yeah, another thing is to the lack of physical contact, which can make it feel a bit strange. And there are a few features of Zoom and other chatting software that sort of help bridge that gap a little bit. So what are some fun what things we can use with these applications that can help bring a little bit of that connectivity that gets lost by not being physically close to each other. Yeah, um, the screen share is fantastic um, with with Zoom and some of these other ones. So I've been sharing photos of this is what I did on the weekend. Instead of whipping your phone out and showing people or even older school, a packet of photos, um, now you can just share the screen and say, here's what I did, isn't this great, blah, blah, blah. You can also share um, documents, uh, you can share music, and you can share games. There's now lots of ways that you can play games online, which I think is really fantastic. You could have the Zoom open while you're playing cards somewhere. I've set it a goal for myself to learn how to play Cards of Humanity online with my friends, because I think, and put Zoom on. So we're going to have a little Zoom party and play cards and have a bit of a giggle. So I think there are things like that that you can do. You can dance together. You can live stream some DJs at the same time and dance with, you know, with the person if you're in person with your partner or a bunch of folks online. I was doing that with a friend the other day and they found a club in New York 
that had like 1,500 people online live streaming and every 15 seconds somebody would flash up on the screen either dancing in their pyjamas or their new animal print or their, their glow sticks. It was hilarious. And everybody got into it. And we were right in the club in New York. Fantastic. That's great. Save on an airfare. Now, it doesn't yeah. just have to be over video chat, does it? You can get on the good old-fashioned phone on the blower yeah. and give someone a call or, or even send them a text, which can be quite nice. There's so many ways that you can flirt, right? Yeah, sending texts, sending pictures. This is what I'm doing now. Um, I've got a friend that we're doing an isolation photo challenge where we have to take a photo each day of us in our isolation. What are we doing? Right. So, and of course, you know, we're up in the ante. At first it was like, yes, I'm making breakfast. Now, now it's like, what can we do? What silly things can we do to make each other laugh? So it's really good fun because it keeps you thinking of that person. It keeps your creative energy going, gives you something to do. Um, sending voice memos are nice. You know, if you're busy or you're working or your friends are working, it's lovely to just record a little message going, hey, man, I'm thinking about you. I wish we could have a coffee. This is what I'd be telling you if we we're having a coffee. Yeah, what a nice thing to receive as well. We, we last week sent some FBI listeners on a couple of e-dates together and we're going to find out how those dates went later in Let's Talk About Sex. But tell us what you can do to prepare yourself for an e-date and prepare the space around you. Right now you can see me uh, and it's a bit of an ugly backdrop and I've got this tissue over the microphone, maybe not some sexy things that you want in the photo, but, you know, what about like getting dressed up and putting stuff around like plants or something in the background? What should we do? Yeah, I'm doing a lot of my calls via Zoom and I, I, a lot of people have actually made their Zoom backgrounds really pretty. They've put their plants in there or they've draped fabrics and they've got a little corner for their Zoom chats, which is gorgeous. Um, if you're going to do something that you want to shake it up a bit and be a bit different or a bit flirty, you can wear different hats, you can look at costumes, you can put on some outrageous makeup or just some makeup instead of being there in your pyjamas. Mm. You can get some props, you know, there's all sorts of things that you can parade past the screen. Or you can wear less. Um, yeah, there's a, a friend of mine had a has been dating online after a long-term relationship breakup. And um, the person that they're dating, talking to is in another city anyway. So they would have been doing this long distance thing. But because of lockdown, they can't see each other. So once they got to the sexier part of the dating stuff, they decided to do a, a sexy date via Zoom and she got in a bath, bubble bath, and strewed it with rose petals. And uh, he turned up wearing nothing but a bow tie and played the flute for her the whole time she was in the bath. Oh, how lovely. Fabulous I'd be worried about dropping my phone in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are ways to secure your phone. <laughs> hey, I'm talking to Tanya Coons, our resident pleasure activist, and we're looking at different ways you can zhuzh up your e-dating, e-flirting. If you have any questions, comments, you want to get in touch, the text line is open and it is on 0409 945 945. Up next, we're going to talk about how to get a bit sexier over the phone, some do's and some very important don'ts as well when you are trying phone sex out but yeah let's uh let's go to a track now from numa crew this is babylon featuring rico dan your mornings fbi 94.5 and take the corrupt system, dog. Trick them a trick quick. Tell them, yo! 
New McCrew and Rico Dan on Babylon. Your mornings, FBI 94.5. Bridie with you. Let's talk about sex right now with our resident pleasure activist and sexologist, Tanya Coons. We're looking at how you can get a bit sexy from a distance and enhance those situations so that they are as smooth flowing as in real life. Now, let's talk about phone sex right now. Some people not being able to have sex is a huge bummer. And phone sex, I feel like it's got a long history before there was even video chat. So let's talk about bringing back this classic thing of phone sex. What is, let's start with um, the voice because that's a big important part of it. Don't we? I think we all forget how sexy the voice can be. You know, if you slow things down and you drop a tone, uh, again, see how often I say slow things down? Slowing things down is very bloody sexy. Um, but if you're slowing things down and, and dropping your voice and you can almost breathe into the phone, um, that will really catch people's attention. I've talked a lot to people, you know, when they're looking at porn, people don't like silent porn clips. They want to hear what's going on. So it's the sexy sounds that sort of activates their brain and they're really understanding that. So hearing somebody speaking, uh, so hearing someone you've been chatting to, like hearing their voice for the first time can be really sexy, but also hearing them say things that you weren't expecting them to say can be a real turn on. Yeah. And I think sometimes closing off other senses makes the senses that you have on more alert. Bang. It really does. Yeah. I think paying full attention to their voice and not all the other distractions can be um, a very, very hot experience. Now you have an interesting don't for us for phone sex. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't people laugh when they are doing phone sex with each other? Well, I think you can laugh when you're when you're sort of into it and you're dab hands at it. But if you're doing it for the first time, remember it isn't funny. You know, well, you know, I say, well, sometimes it is a little funny because it is, it's brand spanking new, right? But if no matter how silly you feel or how ridiculous or outrageous a thing your partner says, never ever laugh because that will totally break the spell and the fantasy, um, and it also might cause your partner to feel self conscious and insecure so even if you have to bury your head in a pillow and scream or cry do that and then come back with, with it could just even be sounds like oh <laughs> <laughs> you could be laughing your head off but don't let them know that you're laughing hmm. uh, one thing I notice this isn't having phone sex but sometimes talking to people on my mobile I'll get a bit distracted. I'll pull up an app and start having a look at that. And then I realise, oh, no, I'm not actually paying attention to this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that's a bit of a vibe kill for phone sex as well. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, pay full attention. So close the door on your other realities. It's about creating a mood. So you want the kids to bed. You want Netflix on pause. You don't really want any other distractions. And your, your atmosphere is a delicate thing. So any sounds can really sort of snap you out of the sexy vibe that you've got going on, especially if you're a bit nervous and doing it for the first time. Yeah, maybe put uh, Do Not Disturb on as well so you can't get people calling you. Oh, yeah, can you imagine? You're just sort of like, and this is what I'm going to do to you. And ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, it's my mum. <laughs> and also um, just make sure that your phone's charged because you don't want to be getting hot and heavy and then the battery drop out. Mm. You've got good Wi-Fi all that sort of stuff. And if you're using your laptop for video sex, make sure that your screen or your audio isn't casting to anywhere else in the house. That can be a little bit embarrassing if there are folk around looking at things that you don't want them to see. Yeah, opening it back up to video chat now, it can feel, I'm sure, a little bit 
I don't know, like say you're going on a first date, this is nerve wracking enough. You know, you, if you're waiting in a venue, like with the single red rose wedding, this is sort of like, (laughs) almost like you're in prison and someone's like opening the screen to look at you, you know, like it just flashes and then here's the person I'm going to be talking to. So what are some things we can do before we get into our Zoom chat or our our video chat with someone to help us feel more confident, more sexy, and like we are ready to be viewed on a screen by someone? I think, first of all, send some photos so that you know who's going to pop up on the screen, yeah? And don't send photos of you, you know, like years and years ago. Send photos of you that are, you know, like this is me today. Mm. This is lockdown looking great for you, you know, that sort of stuff because you don't want to sort of reveal yourself on the screen and see the other person going, oh, you don't look like your photos. So, so send honest photos so they know what to expect. And, yeah, it's okay if, if you feel a bit nervous. I think most people do. But you can set the scene. Like you, you want to be comfortable and relaxed, but maybe you don't want to be doing it in your comfy pyjamas. Maybe you want to, if it's, if it's a first date, dress up as if you were going to go and meet that person in, in real life. Yeah? What would you wear out for coffee? What would you wear out for a drink? And maybe set that vibe for your your video meeting. It's like, what what are we what are we doing here? Are we going for a coffee? Let's go for coffee. So set it at coffee time hours, and wear what you would wear to a coffee, and have conversation that you would have at a coffee. Because I think that conversation could be different to what you have in a bar at night if there's a bit of alcohol. Right? Yeah, we've got a we've got a point here. Learn the language of love. Can you tell me what that means? So, have, if you're going to talk sexy on the phone. A lot of people feel awkward using certain terms, you know. So some people titter if you say words like nipple or erection. They get a bit snarky and like, mm-hmm. ee, ee. so maybe that's not um, the right language for them. You need to check. And also if you're going to refer to parts of people's bodies uh, and their genitals, ask them how they like their genitals to be referred to. Because if you're in the flow of things and you use a name that they don't like. For some example. People, some people really don't like um the correct anatomical terms being used. So they might prefer to hear the word pussy instead of vulva. Other people might um, not like to hear the word pussy but might like to hear other descriptors, which for you might be a really strong swear word, but for them might be, that's just the name I call my genitals, Mm. for example. Or some people don't think boobs is a sexy word. So if, you know, if somebody's breathing into the phone and I'm touching your boobs and you're like, oh, my God, that's really, really not working for me. So you have a little chat before you start this, right? So it sounds, and so many people say to me, why do we have to talk beforehand? I'm like, because you want this to be a good experience. So learning on the fly, you can often get awkward, make mistakes, fall flat. A little conversation where you feel a bit nervous, but you set it up will ensure that you have a much better and free-flowing, sexy time. We're talking to Tanya Coons on Mornings. Let's talk about sex. We're looking at ways to enhance your e-dating or your virtual romance, getting uh, getting lovey-dovey with people over video chat. It can be a little bit nerve-wracking, but we're sort of going through things to help you perfect the art. And very soon we're going to be hearing from some of the couples that we hooked up on FBI's matchmaking service. Tanya Coons is my guest, as I said. Now, when we, uh, when we get those... <laughs> anatomical parts of our bodies out and exposed on camera you know that's that's a very vulnerable place to be especially if you just feel nervous being naked in general or feel self-conscious in front of a camera in general so you're kind of combining those two things as well as being naked in front of a new person yeah what what sort of things should we be prepping ourselves for with that 
Well, I always think, see if you can do that a bit artfully. I mean, there's so many conversations that I had about the dick pic, you know, it's like, oh God, I got a picture of, you know, a disembodied penis. It's not very sexy, but if you get a photo of somebody that, you know, it's clear that they're naked or partially dressed, but you, you don't have everything in clear focus. You know, I've done, when I'm coaching people, I'm like, if you want to send a sexy photo to somebody, have an interestingly draped towel or wear a long tie or, you know, use a sarong in an enticing way. Because I think sometimes it's what's almost or not showing that can be really, really sexy rather than blah, here it all is, right? Yeah. You want to seduce people. You don't just want to like kind of jump out of the cupboard naked. Hey, just quickly, Tanya, before we go to another song, some tips on keeping the ball rolling, keeping the conversation alive when you're flirting over video chat. Yeah, keeping them engaged. So simple questions like, do you like that? Or what are your hands doing right now? You know, it's, a, it's almost a little bit further than the what are you wearing question. But you kind of, you want to keep them engaged. So would you like it if I did that to you? Or how would it feel? Or I'm imagining myself touching you there. Do you like that? And then checking in, where are your hands right now? You know, are you doing the washing up or are you kind of caressing yourself softly as we're talking here and sort of getting in the mood? Yeah, that's that's good for checking in consensually as well. I know we've done a lot on consent and you can check that episode out on the podcast. Let's talk yes. about sex. Important as well when you are video chatting with someone getting sexy. Let's go to a song now. When we come back, we'll find out how our matchmaking service went. This is Spectral Gates with S9C28. You're in mornings. Let's talk about sex. S9C28 is the track name by Spectral Gates, Sydney artist there. You're listening to Mornings on FBI 94.5. Let's talk about sex. Tanya Coons is our uh, guest here this morning. Now, last fortnight on Let's Talk About Sex, we did a bit of a matchmaking experiment. Someone texts in saying that listening to FBI is a green flag and they would be keen to get with anyone who listened to the station. So we decided to put that to the test and thank you to everyone who got involved. We were able to match 12 of you together. Some uh, didn't leave their details or didn't seem to fit with any of the other people. So if you didn't get matched up, sorry about that, but... We, are, we did try our best, and producer Jenna uh, was the one who did all the matching. So, Tanya, what do you reckon? Let's listen to how some of these couples went. I'm very keen to hear them, very. Okay, <laughs> our first couple is Tabitha and Elaine. Now, they've f- submitted their feedback, and we've had some voice actors reenact uh, what they said to producer Jenna about their date that we set them up on. We Zoomed yesterday and it was a great way to break up the monotony of isolation. I found that one of the hardest things about isolation has been the lack of spontaneity. There are no throwaway conversations with strangers, no hanging out in bars. We cracked a couple of drinks to make it feel a bit more legit. Elaine was perfectly nice and conversation was pretty easy. He's a dancer, so we chatted about that, finding your community, living overseas, which we've both done, and a bit about redefining intimacy. 
I talked about reviewing vibrators in my bio mostly because a lot of dudes seem to be really weirded out by it. He seemed pretty interested though and asked good questions so that wasn't awkward. Obviously, it's difficult to gauge chemistry when you're not actually face-to-face, -face, but I think we got a decent read on each other. I didn't really get romancy vibes or feel anything more than potential friend chemistry, but might catch up for a beer after all of this is done. Overall, it was a great experience and a great idea that I think more people should do. Thanks, Tabitha. Hi, Jenna. Thanks for setting this up for both Tabitha and myself. I believe it went quite well considering. The conversation was not as different as in person as we both acclimatised the Zoom meeting. Tabitha was great to meet and conversations were varied and witty, dealing with isolation and intimacy. Although we agreed that we were not feeling a romancy vibe, we felt down to keep in touch. Comparing the types of dates that are available currently at this time, such as online dating apps, this felt more natural and less confronting. The idea that the first few lines of text make or break further conversation or opening lines, I never really got into. I'd definitely try something like this again. Thanks again for setting this up. Cheers, Elaine. There we go, Tabitha and Elaine, one of the couples we did matchmaking for here on FBI 94.5. Now, Tanya, one of the things I noticed Tabitha mentioned was gauging chemistry. What can you tell us about telling if someone is interested or if it's working when you're talking over video chat? I think it's really hard because chemistry is really all about pheromones and how you smell. You know, I talk about the sniff test to people. Often they're talking online, but you really need to like how each other smell in real life. Um, but when you're online, I guess it's how the conversation goes. Um, I think speaking from experience, if people can engage in some sort of witty banter on a dating app or over email or things like that, then you want to sort of move it to either talking on the telephone or via video. So it's how well the two of you are communicating. You can tell when you meet somebody if you think that they're cool and you want to speak more to them and you'd like to discover more about them. So I think that's the kind of chemistry you'll be looking for online rather than the sparks are flying because it's very two-dimensional. And I think you might sort of be like, oh, yeah, they were nice, blah, blah, blah. But until you meet them in person, you're not going to be really sure of that. Tanya Coons is our resident pleasure activist, sexologist and relationships counsellor. Tanya, I want you to have a listen to the next couple that got matched up on FBI's dating service. Nick and Amanda, this one sounds like it didn't go as well. Hey, Jenna. The guy I got matched with was kind of a, for lack of a better word, tool. Didn't really give much opportunity for there to be any sort of conversation, unfortunately. And shamed my rating of Radiohead albums. Oh well, you win some and lose some. Thanks so much for putting this together though. It was still fun regardless. Amanda. Hey Jenna, thanks for your efforts in compiling this. I'm sure it was quite an undertaking. Amanda and I had a very brief chat on Instagram and I'm not sure that either of us was particularly into it. In more broad terms, I reckon while people are more active on dating apps, there's a far greater fizzle rate. When you're at the point where you might want to meet, what do you do? You don't meet, so it all seems rather futile. Hmm, Nick and Amanda got matched up by producer Jenna for the FBI matchmaking service. Didn't have such a good time. And as Nick was mentioning there, there is a bit of a, it is a bit of a numbers game dating app. So, you know, you, you are matching with more people, but 
you're not connecting with as many. Yeah, Nick sounds a bit self-defeating there, I think. You know, if, you, if someone's interesting to you, you find a way, always. Um, I think, you know, if you're treating dating apps like you're flicking through a magazine, yep, it is a bit of a numbers game and you're going very much on appearance or a very small amount of information. The idea of that sort of stuff is to pick out the interesting bits, which I guess is what Jenna was doing when she was um, matchmaking people, like picking core themes and then trying to go on that. So I'm a bit sad that Amanda felt like she was shamed, shamed for her rating of Radiohead because really when you're meeting somebody, you don't want to shame them for anything Yeah, that they do because it's embarrassing and you're like, oh, my God, they think that I'm a, an idiot. Well, they might be teasing, they might be teasing you. You never know. Mm. But it's, it's better to sort of stick with the things that you have in common and, and search for those because I think a lot of people always look at what's not possible rather than what is. Yeah. So having a little look at like, well, let me have a look at this person and is there something I can find interesting about them to make this particular date okay? You're not committing to them for the rest of your life. You're committing to a little bit of time and seeing whether you've got anything in common. And at the end of that, would I like to know this person better is the way forward. Pouting about not being able to touch them or go over and jump on their bones, it's not going to help you. Um, and, you, you know, there'll be time for that. We're reintroducing courtship, I think. You know, we're going back to the more older times where people got to know each other better and they wrote to each other and they really took some time to get to know each other before they took things further. Yeah, and that doesn't have to be such of a bad thing. Now, we're talking about the matchmaking service that we put a few FBI listeners to the test with. Nick and Amanda, sorry that it didn't work out as well for you, but we do have someone now, Wilco, who had a date with FBI's matchmaking service. Wilco, why don't you tell us in your own words how you and Em got along? Um, hey, um, yeah, it went pretty good. I am very worried after Amanda's assessment of Nick on air to see what <laughs> M said about me. Um, yeah, I think it is really interesting how to approach this kind of stuff. I initiated a contact, tried to not stuff up that first few sentences. And M and I had a really good chat over the long weekend. But I think from my end, it just never got to that point where I wanted to go oh let's take this to a video call right so it was just over chat you guys were connecting yes over okay. Facebook what would make you want to take it to a video call Wilco what would you be looking well, for well I've, I have um, actually done it now in the past month or so like gone from yeah texting or Facebook to the video call and I think it's just that um I think there's a real enthusiasm you need. Like everyone that I've done it with, I was very much like, hell yeah, I do want to chat more and like chat in real time. But I guess with M and I, I think it was probably my fault to ask. Like I should have been the one to probably make the move. And look, I was a bit worried I was going to ask to do a video call for the sake of just the social experiment rather than what I was kind of comfortable asking in terms of chemistry. Yeah, that fear of rejection lives on even in the in the online video realm. Tanya Kins, do you have any advice for Wilco and anyone else listening who is not sure how to make that next move to get from chatting to video chat? Well, I actually think Wilco summed it up really well there, speaking about his other experiences. It's when you get excited and want to talk to somebody. I'm curious, Wilco, did, were you excited about Emma or were you just thinking there wasn't a real click there? Um. I think for me, pretty quickly, there wasn't like a romantic click, though. She's really pleasant. She's really, she's cooler than me, which is always a plus. 
Um, so the benchmark is quite low. But yeah, I think it is just that general enthusiasm. And I think I would, I didn't think I lacked the confidence to to ask her. I just felt like the it just never really got to that stage where I was like, oh yes, now I ask if this was normal circumstances. I'd ask for a date. Right, right, okay. So it just was it that you weren't feeling the vibe? It's not that you didn't think that M was too cool for you. Um, no, I think yeah, there just wasn't the right vibe. Which makes yeah. it sound negative, but it was still like a nice conversation. There was nothing wrong. Hopefully, yeah. she hasn't described me as a tool. But um, <laughs> we actually I don't think there's any feedback from Em. Yeah, there? we haven't heard back from Em yet. But if you are listening, Em, feel free to shoot us a text on 0409 945 945. Let us know how your date with Wilco went. Wilco, thank you so much for for giving us this story with you and M. Uh, yeah, thank you. It sounds like you had a pleasant time. You know, I think you can go dating without wanting to take it further, and you can have a nice experience meeting somebody, and that can be it. Yeah. Well, hopefully. What else are we up to? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wilco, thank you so much for taking part in FBI's matchmaking service and sharing your story with us. Tanya Coons, our resident sexologist, pleasure activist, and now really good friend of mine. It's been such a wonderful uh, experience doing Let's Talk About with Sex with You. Over 40 episodes, all podcasted by the wonderful producer Jenna. This is the last time we'll be doing this because I'm going to be finishing up next week. But I just wanted to say a huge thank you for everything you've brought to FBI and the listeners and talking about sex with me in the morning. It was a taboo thing when we started, but we've really smashed a lot of that down and learned some very valuable lessons along the way. So thank you so much. Oh, and Bridie, I miss you so much doing this segment. It's been such a lovely opportunity to talk sex, to talk politics, to talk relationships and to talk love. I love that FBI lets us dive deep and talk about whatever we want and we don't have to make it light and fluffy here. It's been such a gift. I think you've done a great thing. And I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you too. And you'd only hear this segment on one station, one station on the FBI 94.5. All right. Farewell, Tanya. I'm sure we'll see each other again in real life soon. I'm sending you Zoom hugs, my friend. Zoom hugs to you too. (laughs) Consensual Zoom hugs. Tanya Coons is from Surrey Hills Therapy. Let's talk about sex. We'll continue, though, with your new morning's host on a Monday. 